Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. I was in a conversation with one of the team leaders in my Strategic Coach Team Leader Workshop that really inspired me, and it was really around a circumstance that had happened with her entrepreneur and another team member, and I thought this was really insightful, so I wanted to share it with you. And one of the things that she said, just to set the context, was that when her entrepreneur was talking to this person, who, by the way, was of a different generation, this woman was older, the woman's perspective was that she was just there to do her job, that he was the boss, and she was just trying to be respectful and do as she was told. Well, her entrepreneur was really, really frustrated because this person, you know, didn't initiate new suggestions, did not volunteer anything. You know, he perceived as being very automatic in terms of what her role was and not contributing to the growth of the company. She did her job well and does her job well, but not in that kind of growing entrepreneurial way. So when my client told me this, I thought, oh my gosh, she was waiting for permission and he was assuming that she already had it. And this is so indicative of so many relationships I hear between entrepreneurs and team members. So I want to encourage you listening. And this could be if you're a team leader, if you're the entrepreneur, but even if you're a teammate, to really be aware that team members are coming from the perspective of wanting to belong to the team and not wanting to do anything to risk that. You know, entrepreneurs are risk takers by nature. They kind of have to be, even if it's not, (laughs) even if it's not factory installed on the way in. So they kind of have to, you know, they're definitely the ones to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. But team members are in a very, very, very different mindset. And, you know, the power for their role comes from their position, but someone else holds that power. They can say, yes, you're working here tomorrow or no, you're not. So we have to be really aware of that when we're involved in entrepreneurial teamwork to recognize that when people are speaking up or taking initiative or taking action, which are key things, as far as I'm concerned with having an entrepreneurial team attitude, that there is some risk involved. And What I found really, really works is to proactively give permission to people to take initiative, take action. So I want you to be really clear for yourself. It's like, okay, I wonder who I'm working with right now that I think that they have more to contribute and how can I help access that? And it may be by giving them permission. Now, here's why you want to do that. You want to do that because you really want to maximize everyone's contribution. They have a lot to add to the team. They've got ideas and insights. And I'm often aware of just how much is going on in the backstage of my teammates' minds. And unless I ask them, they will not necessarily volunteer it. Now, I'm the type of person, you know, and my personality and how I'm put together, where if I'm thinking something, you're probably going to know what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty much an open book. And I feel confident sharing those things. I don't feel like it's risky for me. But also, I'm in a position of power. So that's pretty easy for me to handle. And if someone doesn't like what I say, I have ways of dealing with that, too. But I don't often feel like I'm at risk. So it's for me, I have to really recognize that, okay, not everyone is like me. Not everyone's coming at it from my perspective. And if I want to get at all of this incredible intelligence and insight and wisdom and contribution, I need to help set up the environment and set up the structure for other people to feel really confident and safe to be able to do that. So I wanted to give you some ideas and some suggestions and some ways of talking about things that can really help you do that. So first of all, just say, hey, 
I want you to do this, or you have permission to do that. I mean, you may not use that word permission very much in your day-to-day life. I certainly do not. However, it's a very powerful word, and it's actually what people need to know. So it's very clear. People know what it means. And they're like, oh, you have permission to spend this much money or to take this kind of risk or to pursue this opportunity, you know, however it is that you want to articulate that. But permission is actually a very useful word. You also want to acknowledge and reward when people do it, when they do take a risk. It's like, oh, wow, I love that you took initiative on this. I, I love that you took action. I love that you volunteered that idea. Even if you don't love the idea. <laughs> and so you have to say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you spoke up about that. I really appreciate your contribution. Oh, I love when you talk in meetings, you always say something useful. You know, that's another way of giving people permission because you're validating that they took a risk, small as it may seem to you, to actually speak up. If you're in meetings where a lot of people are not speaking up, you may want to make it a practice to say, hey, everyone has permission to speak in this meeting. In fact, I'm going to go around and expect everyone to make a contribution. So heads up, this is coming to give people time to get their thoughts in order. People will get used to that. And if they really don't want to contribute to that meeting, they will probably choose not to be there if, if that's an option. But when people do speak up, when they do, again, act in a way that is helping your organization grow, helping make a new contribution to your team, again, doesn't matter what position you're in. I find often some of the best permission comes from colleagues, not necessarily superiors, but colleagues. It's like, oh, wow, I love when you spoke up in that meeting, or I really appreciated what you said. You know, I told that to a colleague of mine yesterday. I'm I'm really glad you asked me, you know, more about my input and my feedback on something. I felt very validated (laughs) is actually what I told her because, you know, she didn't have to do that. So I, you know, it was really nice to be given a bigger opportunity to be heard. So people really appreciate that. It doesn't matter what level they're at in the organization. What you do not want to do is to say, oh, how dare you? (laughs) That will completely undermine any efforts that people are making to step up and do something that for them is a little bit risky. Now, there are some times where people are going to put forth ideas or improvements or even maybe take initiative on something and you like, ah, did not like that particular result or what they said or that idea. But there's still ways of validating the behavior, if not the final result of it. So you say, wow, I really appreciate you speaking up, and we're not going to do that. So it's not negating the fact that they spoke up at all. In fact, you want them to not shut down. You want them to be able to do that again in the future and say, here's why. You don't have to justify it to the ends of the earth, but you say, hmm. In time-wise or financially or resource-wise, we just don't have the people, or it's not quite the direction. I don't think it solves all of our problems. Whatever your rationale is, and don't do it in a mean way. Do it in a very collaborative way. You can still be clear in your speaking. You just don't need to diminish the fact that they actually stepped up and took action. So again, I want you to think about where do you suspect, where do you think that people might have more to say in terms of what you're up to? If you're ever feeling like you're out in front and everyone's far, far behind you on a particular project, why are they hanging back? And you may need to step back yourself and go, okay, guys, I feel like I'm a little bit out on my own here. And I know that you've got some thoughts about this project. I want to hear them. Now, in Strategic Coach, we have some great tools that really facilitate this conversation things like the strategy circle, our impact filter. And there's a book actually on the impact filter called the Extraordinary Impact Filter, which you might want to get a copy of. When you get the book, you can also download the tool. And it's a great collaborative way to get people aligned on 
what the purpose, importance, and ideal outcome of a project is, the best and worst case, if you do or do not take action, or if it goes well or does not go well, and then the success criteria. So when you get people in the habit of contributing and helping to fill out, for example, a piece of paper, they start to recognize that, okay, they're expected, their input is anticipated, and you know, you're looking forward to it. The other way you can actually encourage people to speak up is by your silence. So you ask a question, and then you be quiet. <laughs> Bite your tongue if you have to. If you find that you're the only voice that you're hearing in a meeting, again, you want to use the two ears, one mouth ratio appropriately and spend more time listening than you do talking and say, okay, I want to hear from everyone. What's your take on this? And actively solicit people's input. And again, you know, if you're the project manager, if you're a contributor, let me just paint a scenario. If you're part of a team and you notice that John in the corner hasn't really spoken up, you know, he's really smart and usually has some good ideas to contribute. You go, John, I'm sure you have some thoughts about this. What's your thinking right now? So you can be the one to actively solicit that from somebody. You know, and John probably has just been waiting to say something, not sure if it was appropriate time to speak up, and you can create those pathways. It is much simpler than we usually anticipate. But when you do, you get to take advantage of collective intelligence. Your team is highly intelligent and resourceful and insightful. And when you create the environment and the structure and provide the tools to help facilitate that, you will be so much wiser. Going back to my client and her entrepreneur and her other teammate, once my client pointed out to her teammate that her entrepreneur was looking for something different from her, she said, oh my gosh, I was just trying to be respectful. You know, he's the owner of the company and I didn't want to do anything that might, you know, detract from who he is and he's in charge and who am I to speak up? It was like, oh my goodness, you know, she didn't realize just how much her input and contribution was being missed by the fact that she was just in her mind being respectful. So you you don't want that to happen in your company. And that's sort of an extreme example. Depending on the age group of your team, you may or may not have the same circumstance. But I think we can do a lot to actively solicit other people's input and feedback. Whether or not we take action on it is completely up to us. You don't have to give that away. But you want a team that feels safe and comfortable to speak up. For me, this is absolutely essential. I know my strengths. I know what I'm good at. And it's in a very narrow band of things. And there are so many complexities that I know need to happen to produce the kind of projects that I work on that I have no expertise in whatsoever. And I really count on other people to have my back, to look out for dangers, to look at opportunities I might not have seen. I know that my contribution is only a part, even if I'm the voice that you're hearing, the fact it takes so much expertise and sophistication to make this available to you that I count on people giving me direction. You know, Willard will say, Shannon, slow down. Slow is sexy. Sexy is smooth. <laughs> That's a direct quote, by the way. <laughs> you know, in terms of what have we talked about before? What am I going to talk about next? My team helps me flesh out those ideas and contribute to them before I share them with you, as they did with today's conversation. So I make myself open to that, and I want to know what their thoughts are. And my end result is much richer because of that. If I thought I had all the ideas, not so much. So really, really important that we consciously give our teams permission, our colleagues permission, and sometimes even your entrepreneur permission to say, hey, I really want to get your input on this, or what do you think we should do? Or hey, you know, what's on your mind right now? And you'll just be in awe of some of the brilliant things that come out of your teammates' mouths and minds 
that will really help to move your business forward. So I hope this conversation is interesting to you. I guarantee there's someone right now that will make a big contribution if you can just give them permission. So go find that person, have that conversation. And by all means, let us know what happened. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Please let us know any questions, input, feedback at questions at strategiccoach.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. And here's to your team success. Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more Team Success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Team Success Handbook.com.